Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And she said, you know, I got right there in front of Aunt Mary's house. And she said, uh, you know, uh, even after I grew up, I, I knew this. And she said, you know, there in front of Aunt Mary's house, not one single tree in the yard, not a tree there. And I heard something like the wind blowing, you know, through tree leaves, you know how the sound it'll make? You know, and it sort of startled me. You know, and I, I looked around, you know, and then, and then it disappeared. And then I heard it again, like the wind blowing through trees. And I looked around, there's no trees there. And it's in August. I was born the 20th day of August, 1917. This was just two or three days before. And she said, I, uh, I, I, I looked around the sky in August. It'll usually be very clear. There's, there's not a cloud, just blue sky, not a cloud in the sky. I wonder where that sound's coming from. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we begin a new series for this week by Kenneth E. Hagen from the archives. Stay tuned for the series, My Life and Ministry. Stay with us. This will be a great time of special insight into the life and ministry of Brother Hagen. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this month's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Brother Hagen's message. And I always knew what he meant when he said, I called you before you were born. And I was from the time that I can remember, I cannot remember a time. I can't remember a time that I was not, did not have that consciousness in my spirit of the call of God to the ministry. Like I said, I didn't know it all involved, all that it involved, but I found out. Now then he said, I called you before you were born. But Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born. Now after he said that, I understood what he was talking about. I understood exactly what he's talking about. You see, my mother told me many times, and grandmother, like I said, my father left, my daddy left, I was about six years of age, but I don't remember much in connection with him. I'd have to think. You see, even at six years of age, you know, six-year-old, you know. But, but I, I'd have to think real hard to think of two or three things. I don't think I could think of over three incidents in connection with my father because he never was there much. You see, he'd leave and be gone, and finally, at not six years of age, he left and never did come back. And, and so my mother was carrying me. And, uh, and he had been gone. She didn't know where he was. Finally ran out of food. And she became ill. And she lived only a couple of blocks from my mother's, her, her mother's house, my grandmother. But she, through pride, would not turn to them for help. You see, they had tried to talk her out of marrying my daddy. Now, not because he didn't come from a good family. He came from a very wealthy family. My grandfather on my daddy's side was a millionaire. If you was a millionaire in the 1920s, brother, you were a millionaire. Be like being a billionaire today. But my daddy was an only boy. He had four sisters. And he is always, those four sisters and his mother always petted him. He always had his way. And they just knew, came from a good family now, and good stock and good finance and good social standing. But my grandfather on my mother's side and mother knew that he just wasn't good husband material because he's spoiled brat. 
I always had everything, silver spoon in his mouth. Everything he wanted was handed to him. Well, of course, he didn't know how to accept responsibility and how to be a daddy and how to be, provide for a family, and he never did because he didn't know how, never been taught. Don't care how much money his daddy had, he did wrong by not teaching him to work, not teaching him to, to do things for himself. Any family, I don't care who they are, saved or unsaved, they're sinning. They're sinning not to teach their children to have responsibility and put responsibility on their children. Are you listening to me? Amen. Might as well say amen. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good. <laughs> amen. amen. And uh, I, I'm glad to say that uh, I did uh, in later life know him and, and that he did get to God and was saved and died in the pulpit preaching. And I, I'm glad for that. Praise God. Now, until I was converted, my oldest brother and I always said as little kids, you know, when we go up and get, when we get grown, we're going to kill him. And we made our plan just how we was going to do it. And we had fully intended to do it. And the only thing that stopped us was me getting saved. I'll be honest with you and tell you the real truth about the matter. And so, of course... She had said to them, you know, as a 19-year-old girl when she got married, well, if I make my bed hard, I'll lie on it. And she made her bed hard and she tried to lie on it. And many times Mama said, well, finally, I just said, well, you know, I hadn't had anything to eat for several days and she was carrying me. Then she was sick, running a fever. She said, just for the sake of the baby, I'll go seek their help. Because, you know, like I said, she'd said, I made my bed hard, I lie on it. So, Mama said to me, I started down there to, uh, to Granny's house, or to Mama's house. We always called her Granny, Mama's house, just about two blocks away. And I got about a block, a little over a half a block, really, almost a block from my house, going right down the middle of the street. Now, you've got to realize this is 1917, and this street is just a dirt road. Later on, you know, in my day, it was an asphalt street. But it was just a dirt street. And she said, you know, I got right there in front of Aunt Mary's house. And she said, uh, you know, uh, even after I grew up, I, I knew this. And she said, you know, there in front of Aunt Mary's house, not one single tree in the yard. Not a tree there. And I heard something like the wind blowing, you know, through tree leaves. You know how the sound it'll make? You know, and it sort of startled me. You know, and I, I looked around, you know, and, and, and then it disappeared. And then I heard it again, like the wind blowing through trees. And I looked around, there's no trees there. And it's in August. I was born the 20th day of August, 1917. This was just two or three days before. And she said, I, uh, I, I, I looked around the sky in August It'll usually be very clear. There's, there's not a cloud, just blue sky, not a cloud in the sky. I wonder where that sound's coming from. And as I looked, she said, I saw a white cloud appear in the sky. And it was coming down towards me. And it came and stood right up above me. And Jesus stood on the cloud and said, Fear not, the baby will be born. Because she's afraid that I would not be. Baby will be born. And he had some other things to say, which I'm not at uh, liberty to say now. But it concerns ministry of mine yet to be fulfilled. 
And so, uh, so uh, she said then, it scared me, and I just run the rest of the way down there. Fell into the house, and Mama said, and then my grandmother told me too. I said, Lily, my mother's name is Lily. Lily, uh, what's the matter? What's the matter? I said, she's white as she looked like you've seen a ghost. You look like you've seen a ghost. She said, well, I told her what I saw, my experience. Now, these were denominational people. Mama was Baptist. Grandma was Methodist. And she said, uh, well, uh, Mama said, of course, I knew it was real. But, and Granny said, I, I, I believe it. But said, uh, you know, just don't tell people. They'll laugh at you. So they put her to bed. They got the doctor, Dr. J.C. Irvin, Irwin. Actually, it's Irwin. But he always called his name Irvin. But it's E-R-W-I-N. That's my middle name, Kenneth Irwin, E-R-W-I-N. I always say Irvin because Dr. old Dr. Irvin always called his name Irvin, though it was spelled Irwin, E-R-W-I-N. So Dr. J.C. Irwin, Sr. Now, Dr. J.C. Irwin, Jr., still practices medicine in McKinney, Texas, and is an old man today. He's, he's somewhere in his 80s, but he's still practicing. Right, right around 80, I'd say. So Dr. J.C. Ir- Irwin, though he called himself, that's the way he pronounced it, Irvin, like it's E-R-V-A-N. <laughs> Amen. Or V-I-N. He said, uh, they call him. Well, he said, uh, we, we just can't save both of them. Uh, we, we can't save the baby and her. It's, it's one life or the other. But I just won't, you know, I don't want to just do it on my judgment. I'll, I'll, there's only, in 1917, of course, you know, grew. But 1917, there's only two other doctors there. Dr. Throckmorton and Dr. Rucker. R-U-C-K-E-R. Throckmorton's the other doctor. And so he called the other two doctors in. The three of them. Their consultation was... One has to die at the expense of the other. We can't save both their lives. So they said to Grandma, Grandma told me, now my grandfather, great-grandfather, doctor, was a doctor, Dr. A.M. Drake. His great-great-great-grandfather was Sir Francis Drake. But doctor, my grandfather didn't, my great-grandfather, not grandfather, great-grandfather, didn't practice medicine. He was old. In fact, the last time I saw him, when I was, he was 87 the time I was born. When I was six years old, the last time I saw him, he was 93. And uh, he always, I remember seeing him stand out in the yard and he had a, he had a, did you ever see that picture on, on, on a Prince Albert uh, can of tobacco of that fellow, you know? He always wore a Prince Albert coat cut just like that. And, and he always had a, a cane, you know, with a gold handle. And he's standing just as straight at 93. He's just as straight as a string. And he wouldn't let anybody but Granny, my grandma, cut his hair. And his hair was cut in George Washington style. That's what he looked like, you see. You know, he had long hair, you know, out here, but he's trimmed to perfection. Every hair in place. He had a white beard, see. Solid white. And he's standing around just as straight as a string. He's a little short fella, but he's straight as a string. Didn't have much to say. But he was, uh, well, anyway. My grandmother had practiced with him so much, she knew about as much as the doctors did of that day. And that's the way doctors learned in that day, instantly. Many times they didn't even go to medical school. They'd go into the office of another doctor and just practice with him and learn from him. 
You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. If you've been enjoying the series we featured this week, then you'll want to get the entire six CD set for your personal collection. The CD series is just $39.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this six CD set that includes special insight into the man and the ministry of Kenneth E. Hagan, told in his own words. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, let's see, where are we going to be this month? Vancouver, Washington. That's right, June the 9th through the 11th. At Faith uh, Center Church, Glenn and Theresa Johnson. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to move over to Spokane, Washington. That's right. June the 12th through the 14th, there at Spokane Christian Center with uh, Rick and Linda Sharkey. That's right. And we're looking forward to that. Hey, and all you people out in the Northwest, hey, uh, we don't get out there very often, but uh, y'all come on out to see us there. Vancouver, Washington, 9 through 11, and Spokane, Washington, 12 through 14. And uh, and you can come over there. If you're over in Idaho, you can come right over. Spokane's pretty close there. You can drive over. And make sure when you do come, Uh, that you come up and uh, say hi to us. You know, I'm so thankful for those that have been coming up and saying hi to us. We appreciate it very much. Call today to get this month's special offer, My Life and Ministry, for just $39.95. Call now. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, My Life and Ministry. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.